This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Listen to this. This is the tape I found downstairs. It has been a number of years since I began excavating the ruins of Kandar with a group of my colleagues. Now my wife and I have retreated to a small cabin in the solitude of these mountains. I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian ruins, a volume of ancient Sumerian burial practices and funerary incantations. It is entitled Naturan de Manto, roughly translated Book of the Dead. From the gnarled woods of Michigan to the sun-kissed skyline of L.A., we are Halloweenies! You said, I hope you understand when you read this letter that you're better Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, and deadites. I'm your host, Michael Maniac Ash Rothman, kicking back in my living room and ready to binge my favorite horror TV shows because we're talking horror TV on this show today. That's right. We're back on the nature trail within the woods and heading back to the cabin in a couple weeks to saw through all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. So to stay on theme, to ventize as we do on our infotainment show here on the Halloweenies. We're going to talk about TV, and we're going to rattle off some other horror IP that deserves the series treatment. Joining me near the boob tube are two TV connoisseurs, or maybe they're carnivores. Uh, Love those dinos. Justin, say hello and tell us what you're currently watching on television. Hey, this is Justin TV Gerber. Um. (laughs) Just the laziest (laughs) fucking... How about that? Jesus. Uh, oh, you know, I should have. I, I, the name I was searching for, but I couldn't grab in time, was uh, who was that guy who had the typewriter in the 80s? The, produ- the TV producer, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Something. He's always in the ending of the, the credits and stuff. And he, and he like throws the paper in the yeah. air. Stephen something. Anyway. I can't remember now. Imagine but... I said that person's name, Gerber. And Michael, I'm watching right now. I'm watching a little program I like to call Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, oh, in, once wow. again, in like you're doing homework. Yeah, I'm on season two, a rewatch, and our lead up to our Ash vs. Evil Dead episode later this month. And aside from that, I am currently watching a little show called The Boys. I'm mm-hmm. about to start season three. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost caught up, even though the finale is apparently tomorrow, but or two days from now. And I'm also watching a little show called The Old, a little show, a called little the show. old Man. Great show. Yeah. Uh, a show called uh, Only Murders in the Building. Oh, where's that playing? That's on Hulu. Season two oh, really? just started. Okay. And 
I just wrapped one of the best shows of the year, a real a show out of nowhere. This is not a Hulu plug, by the way, even though half these shows have been Hulu shows. A little show called The Bear mm. on uh, FX on Hulu. And uh, wow, what a show. That seems on theme because we're in the woods right now, and uh, that's where the bears are. Mm? Except that this bear, not exactly. There is a bear actually in The Bear, which is funny. There is. Opening credits, but... Uh, uh, well, all great shows, um, and I know that you are. A t- would you say you're a TV connoisseur or a teeny TV con- uh, carnivore? Sorry, I, you know what I'm, I'm a I'm a TV omnivore because oh. I like it all, Mike. As you yeah. know, I like the horror. I like a little. I like I like the horror, I like the drama, I like the comedy. I even like to kind of go outside of that and also enjoy my music, my 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 literature, my movies, and my sports. So you're, I'm a you're real, almost uh, like a you know you're I'm a, a Renaissance man. I'm, I'm a panosaur. <laughs> a panosaur. Okay, cool. Pan-pop cool. Culturesaur. Well, you know, uh, I, I would have called, uh, what was it, Danny DeVito was the Renaissance man, right? I guess mm-hmm. you're the Renaissance man, too. Well, right? he was also Jack the Bear. He was Jack the Bear. Oh, my God, look at that. We're going right back and forth. That's a hell of a pull, by the way. Just Thank a you. hell Thank of you. a pull. Uh, well, look, bears are carnivores. And I know that this guy, our next co-host, is a carnivore himself. Uh, they don't call him the wolf man for nothing. And, well, uh, you know, the Monster Squad did prove that Wolfman's got nards. Uh, we're going to prove that Wolfman's got an appetite for television. So uh, what are you watching, uh, Mr. Other Gerber? <laughs> oh, yum, yum. <laughs> this is Ooh, got some blood Wolfman Macronomicon <laughs> TV. And <laughs> Another I Another TV. Yeah, it's lame. Just tagging TV to it. Uh, <laughs> I am a TV connoisseur, yes. And I'm also a carnivore and an omnivore. I uh, like it all as well. Uh, Justin named a few of the shows that I'm watching right now, but to go, I'm going to go off the beaten path. And I'm going to say I'm, I am watching season two of Undone on oh. Amazon. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen that show, it's fantastic it's pretty good and what's not to like what's not to like what is undone i, I don't remember hearing about this the one rotoscope show rosa oh. salazar and your boy from uh you'll better call saul himself oh bob odenkirk That's oh right. shit <laughs> i was waiting for someone to chime in there bob odenkirk it's really good to say anything about it is to kind of you know give too much away i would just mm-hmm. tell people to go in blind don't 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 read anything don't look at anything just watch it very short uh you know to 30 minute episodes and it's very very good i'm also watching or i just finished the first season hopefully of tropo on freebie which Whoa. is now also available on amazon that's tom jane uh and Man, nicole so shaman I'm probably pronouncing that last name incorrectly, but uh, it takes place in Australia, and uh, it's a little murder mystery, and he plays a a disgraced detective, but is he? And uh, Mm. I'll leave it at that. And uh, also, I'm watching... (laughs) <laughs> i'm also watching the dog house on hbo so woof, woof. for you dog lovers out there you don't like to see dogs being placed with, in in homes and and warm wait cuddles. this is an actual show yeah. the dog house are you kidding me it this is, is it's a bbc show that is now airing on Aww. hbo it's three seasons and let me just say i love the dogs hey who doesn't love dogs i i, I mean he must love dogs according to our, our man kusak and I've heard of must love dogs, but Mac loves dogs. Mac loves dogs. Oh my god! I thought that over there, the, it's pretty pretty boring show. So don't they only have like English bulldogs and stuff like that? That's it. <laughs> Just no, English bulldogs. Have, over okay. No, it's uh, we have a lot of uh, terrier crosses. We have lurchers. I never we heard of English lurchers. We do have French bulldogs, and then we also have 
Any corgis? There, oh, you know, I don't think there's many corgis. There's been mention of corgis. No, the, but I the queen has all yet. the corgis. I haven't seen yeah. corgis yet. I wonder if are you allowed to own a corgi in the UK? If Only the queen, the queen has one, yeah, I guess um, that that's a bummer decree. for me because I'd like to actually own a corgi. Although they uh, make me itchy. Mm. Mac, you 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 are a TV carnivore, I would say, um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you are just just sinking your teeth into all those shows. You've already named <laughs> both of you. I'm also watching a ton of Star Trek. I mean, let's let's just let's just be honest. <laughs> Jesus, I, I, I thought yeah, you're um, specifically watching that new Star Strange New World show. Yeah, Strange New Worlds finales tomorrow. So and you just finished Obi Wan too, right? I, yep. Yeah. I keep it positive. Jesus. You know, you, I, I thought that Ben Affleck and Samuel Jackson changed lanes, but you're certainly just fucking all over the place here. Hey, look, I love Star Wars, but Star Trek has just been putting out more solid content lately. So I just gonna you are 100 percent right on that. Just, Star I mean, Trek the one where they go like I mean, this. You know, it, the, it is the, the one hand. where with the where the index and middle <laughs> finger are separated from the rest of the hand. That's that's, that's how you know that they're about to go on the Star Trek. They all have to do the Vulcan sign. Oh shit! <laughs> they that's pretty do. wild. Well, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Clearly, by me not knowing the most iconic scene from the show, but uh, you've all named like pretty much every show I, uh, I'm currently watching. I I just um I love I've all I love the old man. Something that I really want to talk about in just a second. I'm currently watching The Bear, which has been just fucking great. Like 30-minute shows that, that you'll just eat mm-hmm. up like that. Old Man's yeah. not a 30-minute show. That's an hour show. But I, I do love uh, the return of the – I don't know if it's the return, but the the rise of the prestige 30-minute show mm-hmm. is what I've been enjoying uh, big time because, uh, you know, we've, we're talking a lot about carnivores here. Well, I'm a, I'm a bite-sized man. I like, to, I like to snack a little bit. And so getting me some good TV that's at 30 minutes, oh, my God, do I love it. Uh, and the bear is certainly up there. I just finished all of Barry season three, which is just fantastic. Great show. Just fan fucking tastic. Just devour that in one sitting. But for me, the, the top show I've seen this year is Severance. I just was blown away mm, yeah, by man. that by that program to sound like an 80 year old. And um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to season two. And of course, follow me on socials. You know that I've devoured stranger things for which uh, we're not going to get into because i'm gonna have to spend all tomorrow talking about it for three hours you and me both you know seriously well, sorry mike but every single one every single show that i've picked i there's a segue into stranger things so we will be talking about it today okay no, I'm interesting interesting i'm kidding i'm kidding well you know I think I've spent pretty much every one of these list episodes, or at least the deep dive episodes, certainly our Poltergeist rental, if, you've, if you're a patron, uh, www.patreon.com slash Halloweenies pod. You can listen to our three and a half hour deep dive into that movie. But all throughout that one, I bemoan the current climate of movie going. But I think if you could tell the way we've been talking about our television shows and our recent watches, you can tell that we have an affinity for this medium television and uh i don't know is it worth having the whole discussion about television again i feel like we do this all the time but like for me personally what i've recently come to the conclusion of that makes me feel better about being you know an almost 40 year old in the in our year of 2022 the year of the lord Hmm? is that you know my love of movies are pretty much restricted to television these days you know i think that or what i loved about movies from the 70s 80s and 90s are pretty much restricted to television these days is that something that uh all you Cheryl's you know as well that that's what I've come to peace with right I mean yeah. movies are just different now and, and but I will say most of the time we're watching a lot of these limited series especially if we're saying oh you know 10 years ago this would have been a movie uh-huh 
and I, I think it was used pejoratively for a while, but now I think it's like, well, isn't it better that this was kind of spread out in six hours as opposed to just two? Maybe sometimes that's the case, right? So I think mm-hmm. that my favorite shows now maybe would have been movies 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago, but I'm more than happy that they're TV shows now. I mean, so for me, movies aren't as important as they used to be, but TV is as important as it's ever been for me personally. I agree. Yeah. Mac, what do, what do you think? I know that you devour a lot of older films, but what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the current climate of television? Does it match that love that you have for when you like revisit, say, I don't know, one of your 60s Westerns that you watch? I, I definitely think the quality is better on television, and I agree with Justin. I think nine times out of ten, I'm watching... Or, or, or there's ideas for movies, or and that's why I'm excited to get into what we're going to talk about today because I feel like there are a lot of ideas which I think would be better served as series on TV yeah. instead of like a sequel. And I think that there's a lot of you know films that because they're not going to get made and be on the big screen, I think that they get diverted and are turned into television miniseries, like Justin was saying. And, and some are just being straight up developed as TV series because that's just where it is right now. I mean, with the streaming capabilities and just the, the ridiculous amount of content out there, people don't even don't they don't have to leave their room to to get access to these things, and so they'd rather just sit there and they come to their own home and watch these things. So I don't know. I, I do think that the TV is where it's at. I think it's going to stay there. I'm I'm almost okay with that. I am too. I mean, watching The Bear right now, I'm about three episodes away from being done. And I've been watching a lot of old, like, William Freakin movies. And I see a lot of similarities in just the way that these shows, this show especially, is shot with a lot of, like, early Freakin almost, where it's just like, you know, you're dealing with ordinary people with, in roughs, in, you know, in just kind of. Well, hold on. That's a, Rob, Mike, that's a Robert Redford movie. Which, the. Oh, the bear? No, you said ordinary people. No, oh yeah, exactly. No, God, Jesus. But you are dealing with ordinary people beyond the <laughs> Timothy Hutton, you know, and uh, Donald Sutherland that in a, are in a lot of these shows that are dealing with stakes that we can relate to. And that mm-hmm. kind of ties back to a lot of what I loved about, you know, the golden era of filmmaking in the 70s, which you, you know, you have a lot of guys that are, or, you know, not even guys, but just people that are stumbled into aspects of their life that they, that they, you know, they weren't necessarily prepared for or tasked for, and they kind of have to assume that role and they have to figure it out. And you just don't really see that because it's a smaller, you know, you know, smaller stakes there than say, you know, a superhero has to fight a huge green cube across the fucking city, which is what most of the blockbusters that we get nowadays. And I, I think there's a larger discussion probably to be had here about like, whether or not the theatrical experience is dying, which is why we don't get the, you know, those sort of mid-tier films that we used to get like on nonstop. And, but then again, you can make the argument that like, well, where are those films now? Like you don't really see them on the streamers. Like most of the original films that you do see on the streamers, with the exceptions of a few, you know, films that pop up, especially around Oscar season, aren't of the quality that we used to get in say September or the middle of March, or even just the middle of like fucking May or June sometimes, uh, if we're lucky back in say the aughts or the nineties. And, I know, so I think it's uh, you know it's a little Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep. It's a little it's complicated, um, but I think what we could agree with is that. Oh, wait, sorry, you're going to go for it, Mac. No, I was just going to say I, I I it's kind of a catch twenty two because I feel that the 
streaming and television and that how it's gotten so good, people have gotten really comfortable sitting at home watching these shows. And because they're comfortable and they're in their own homes, they can walk around. They can do other things. They can do this and that. They can, you know, talk to it because they know they can rewind it and stuff like that. So what happens is when they go to the theater now, they have they don't have like the theater manners anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're just kind of it's hard to switch back into, oh, I actually just have to sit here quietly for two hours. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of it's kind of like backwardly hurt theaters as well, you know? So it's like now, but, but because of that, I, when I go to the theaters and people are just on their phones and they're doing all these things and things that don't phase a lot of people, it phases the hell out of me. Cause I want that, that theater going experience like you were talking about and it's not there anymore. So that's why I'm more inclined to stay at home. So yeah, it, yeah it, it's, the run, it's the run times are really interesting too, though, because I, I feel like that's all over the place. Cause I feel like most big blockbusters today are like what, two and a half hours. And if I'm at home and mm-hmm. I see a movie and it says two and a half hours, I'm like, no, I don't really want to do that, but I'll sit and watch like eight episodes of a fucking television show. I, I, I don't understand the sort of chemistry or math behind these decisions, but that's the reality I'm in, in a way. Well, Mike, I, I think the answer to that, though, is if you're watching, like, for instance, if you're binging The Bear, yeah, I know it would be four hours, roughly, but there really are, like, eight mini-movies. There are eight chapters. It's like you're it's watching true. A to Z, and it's going to take you four hours to get to Z. You got, you got eight A to Zs, basically. Yeah. And there's through lines, but you can, that's how it's easier to break it up like that, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it is just funny that we... You know, we talk a lot on this show about how much we love and value the 90 minute movie. And yet Mm. I, but I also value, you know, something like the old man where the episodes can span a little over an hour sometimes, or, you know, just under an hour and I'll watch like three at a time. And that's a three hour thing. But like you're saying, you do have the, the, the difference, the different A to Z paths. So like, you know, it is just an hour of a story. And then I start another story, even if it's in the same fabric of the story. I think maybe the shakeup helps well, in that a little bit. You know? it, it, and also because it is set up like that, you know, if you watch, okay, let's say you sit down to watch four hours of a show, it's four episodes. Mm-hmm. And then after episode, episode two is not great. You can stop there. Yeah. You can then pick it back up. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to sit through the next two hours hoping it gets better. That's so a little, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think, you know, Mike's, I think, I think it was Mike Snoonian who is co-host of the pod and the pendulum and psychoanalysis and he's been a guest on the show a couple times he said i think he said it and i think he said it best when he said he wants a movie to either be 90 minutes or three hours yeah and i thought yeah i get that yeah. like i mean because I, I, I love a good epic heavy three-hour movie and i love like a tight 90 minute movie but it's those two hour 12 minute movies that just always feel not right or they feel too long or too short or something so i don't yeah, know it's it's a weird balance it. like 110 minutes not too bad i guess that's not an bad because you have, to, you have to figure in maybe 10 minutes of credits it's true so really it's not true. that bad you know who's going to give you a, a big three-hour epic this year my boy uh, james cameron who with uh, avatar the way of the water well, so you enjoy that um, I am and i'll enjoy, enjoy martin scorsese's three-hour <laughs> killers of flower moon which will be, hey, i'm, I'm excited sure for that better. too it's gonna be streaming on apple tv plus uh but uh that's i love that wait how long did it t- how long has it been since the first avatar again uh about i think what 13, 13 years yeah 13 years 13 years and so it came up with the the subtitle way of the water yeah, well oh. you know the first one also used papyrus <laughs> as the font so that was uh 
you know, because the bar was set low. How I? Bar set a little low when it comes to marketing this movie, but uh, it's going to make a billion dollars. It's going to make a ton of money, and uh, got a lot of fans. I'm sure you'll all wait to watch it at home on television. Which, speaking of television, ah, it's a, a clumsy seg, but we'll go with it. Let's talk about horror and television. You know, it's funny because I, when I, you know, when we were going into Ash vs. Evil Dead and we were debating about this list, I was like, oh, it would be really novel to like go and sit here and pick like 10 horror movies that we could make into television shows. And when I was doing some research on this, it actually came pretty clear that this has been going on for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> been I been doing was... this. I, I don't know. It, it came clear that I, there's this, a huge list of shows that mm-hmm. have aired over the last, what, 30 years, I think, almost? Like, if not more than that. Um, I got a list. Do you have a list also? I got a list. Now, my list is there, there are shows that, are definitely, mm-hmm. that definitely came after the movie came out. And yeah. in some cases, after the movie adaptation of a book. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, still, I still have them listed here. So I'm curious to I see what you, yeah. what you have. If you want to run them down real quick. I got Ash vs. Evil Dead. Shocker. Of course. The Exorcist. Yep. Creep Show. Yep. From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. Friday the 13th, the series. Mm-hmm. Even though that was kind of a weird It is. It doesn't thing, really count. But it, it still figures into today's episode. It's the, so. it's the IP. Yeah. Freddy's Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Chucky. Yep. Hannibal. Scream. The Mist, our favorite. Over at the Losers Club. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if this counts, but the real Ghostbusters, I guess it kind of counts. Sure. I mean, it's a comedy, so it's not really... I mean, that goes... There's a lot of cartoons based on... That's true. Actually, let's not count that then. So many cartoons. We'll stick into live action, because if we do a cartoon, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. It'll be like Beetlejuice. Rambo. Yeah, and Rambo. Yeah, all right. (laughs) I know the 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 canceled aliens uh, uh you know adaptation they're gonna wait do. that's happening still I thought no they, no I'm talking about like when it was um the cartoon that they were gonna do a long time ago that they had an oh but they are line. making an alien I, TV I, show yeah. yes and I I have to mention I I turned on Shot Factory TV today yeah and they have the Alf cartoon oh, <laughs> oh boy. well Alf <laughs> could be considered like, horror he it's like cats. on Alf's it's on Melmac where it's like you know or it's not Melmac is that where it is right Melmac is that that's his, that's his home I planet getting, that is his home okay, planet that is yeah. okay I was getting that mixed up with uh Mork and Mendy anyways okay so yeah, yeah I just I watched a little bit of it yeah I watched a little bit of it this morning and I was dying laughing because it, <laughs> it's he's off. he's funny guy to y'all just the way it's filmed and the voices is same voice and hey, it's, it's really bizarre because there's like a little little elf there's a mother there's a father and so he's it's like, like the E.T. the ride he's like it's the middle E.T. the ride it it's great. And I know that they're like, aren't they making like an ALF channel or something? <laughs> an ALF <laughs> channel. They should have an ALF channel. It's a, uh, I don't know. ALF is an acquired taste. I, I will say my girlfriend, Sammy, Sammy Kuykendall, she's obsessed with critters to the point where I showed her Gizmo and Gremlins and she proceeded to buy pretty much every Gizmo and Gremlins merchandise out there. ALF didn't do it for her. I think she lasted five minutes before she's like, this guy, I don't like I him. used to love it. I'm old enough to remember when it was on. So I think it was great when I was, you know, seven, eight years old. Yeah. But I tried to throw it on. I think it was streaming on Prime for a while. I'm not sure how the fuck we got on the topic of Alf during this, but here we are. Because <laughs> it's an Alf cartoon I, um, based on I, too, Alf. got five, ten minutes, and I went, nope. No. That's a wrap. But it's, it's been a great running bit on our text threads. But other it than has. that, I'm good to go. And he's not really horror unless you count, like, some of the co-stars like Max Ryder. I mean, well, this like, guy's but, eating um, cats. He terrorizes cats. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. He, he eats cats. cats. So, he, yeah. so he's actually a horror story for Randall because he's he doesn't like when animals die. That's, that's um, right. And, and all right. as we all know, in all those episodes of Alf, they always ended with him eating a cat. Yeah, just devouring it with blood and guts everywhere. Yeah, and it's like really weird. French tone. All right, God, that'd be awful. All right. So anyway, <laughs> oh, I'm movie. sorry next I derailed movie. us. Speaking of blood and guts, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, just Caffrey's recently. Favorite. Yeah. Dan Caffrey watched it, and Caffrey was very kind. Yeah. So this sucked. So you know this thing must be awful. Just awful. Tremors? Yeah, because there was a Tremors show with Michael Gross, and then there was a canceled one, the pilot with Kevin Bacon that never oh, came man, out. Oh, man, I cannot believe that didn't. Yeah. That must have been yeah. so awful if they didn't I can't even go imagine. It. It must, I, I, yeah, it's wild. The trailer didn't look brilliant. No. I, I loved the idea, but yeah. I'll say that that show set the bar low, so it must have been real fucking low. Maybe uh, a subterranean like the Graboids. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Bates Motel. So those are the ones I got that I could think of from memory and also I got a couple. Google. Oh, right, go for it. Oh. I got a couple. I'm there's, a Hellraiser, there's a Hellraiser series coming out. Am I wrong about that? That is that's true. Right. That's coming that up. True. Yeah. Okay. True. And you got to remember Double Dose of Flanagan, The Haunting and the Innocence. Mm. Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Blind Manor. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Does the Dead Zone count? Mm. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, that's true. Zone, yeah. 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 There was a show a couple years ago with my boy from the show Merlin. He played Damien. Mm. A show called Damien, obviously based off The Omen. Good one. And USA had the Purge TV series. Yep, that's true. So yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. all I've got. I'm sure we forgot some stuff along the way, but there you go. Okay, Mac, do you there's remember a lot, right? That's a there's lot. There's a ton. I mean, there's like, that's like 30 fucking shows almost. No, I like, think you've, you all named everything... I was trying to think of along the lines of miniseries because we kind of opened that up to what we were going to do as well. And I oh, that's a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing. But we could. We are going to go into that territory. But that is kind of like the Flanagan stuff, you know. Like those uh, are one-off seasons, you know. If you had to choose, yeah, those are limited series. Yeah. As opposed to like it being a, a two-part miniseries or a three-part miniseries, you know, like two well, hours each. Based on all the ones that we just named, what would you say is the best? Of that bunch. Well, I deleted every one of them, so now Did I got to really? pull them back up. <laughs> like, oh God! Don't worry, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going uh, to think, undo. I'm going undo. I for me, I know the end didn't land for some folks, but I think Hannibal's really strong. Um, and most of that show, ninety-five percent of that show, I think, is really well done and really yeah, good. Yeah, um, of all these options, That's, I would I would also say. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is obviously. A I was going to say show Buffy's pr- um, like the first three seasons are pretty goddamn strong. Yeah, of that show. And, I, and but yeah, I have some problems with the finale of Hannibal, but Hannibal was pretty great. And I'll tell you what, uh, the shows that we mentioned are ongoing though. This Chucky show has been a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what they're going to how they keep how they keep going with that too. So also pretty consistently funny and good so far. It's not over yet. Is what we do in the shadows. So I, I yeah. put that up there too. That that's is been enjoyment good. factor. I think that's been really solidly funny. I'm gonna stay on theme. I think Ash versus Evil Dead is fucking great, and I I, uh, I thought that the you know we talked a little bit behind the scenes. I'm not gonna be on the episode, but it's still just a pinch my you know pinch my arm sort of thing that we got it. You know, yeah. it's like I, I'll never forget when it premiered. I'll never forget like when it ended, and honestly, it's just it's still astounding that we got it. Yeah. And yeah. that they went that deep, you guys are all going to go through it. But yep. it's it's pretty I'll wild. I'll keep my mouth shut. Any any comments? But yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah. been it's been an interesting, fun rewatch. I'll say that. 
I'd say that's for me, like the, the pinnacle of it. Like that's what I look forward to. And that's kind of what I had in mind when we're going through this list, but let's, what about the worst of the bunch? What's the, the, the nittier of like the taking the IP and, and crossing ooh, it over? Cause there's ooh. a bunch on here that I just, you know what, that the one episode of the mist I saw was pretty abysmal. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. I, yeah, um, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. I actually found Oof. a missed item that <laughs> was in my possession. I thought, oh, oh yeah, oh, God, it reminded me of the show, and I thought I got to get rid of this thing. The Scream TV show. I watched most of the first season of that show. Not good. And Ian, you know, it wasn't that good. And um, but yeah, of the ones I've seen, there you go. Yeah. I hear the Exorcist series is fucking awesome, or it's supposed I to be good. Dan Caffrey liked that one. Yeah. He did not like I Know What You Did Last Summer, so, you know. Hmm. You know. I did not know that it was supposed to be any good. Uh, that's interesting. They definitely tie in. They definitely tie into the lore. It's not, it's not, a, it's not an in-name only oh. series is either it, Is it all. streaming anywhere specific? It was on, I feel like it was on Hulu for a long time. Maybe it's, it's huh. weird. What is Fox? Oh, I guess if Fox would all be Hulu now. Yeah, Hulu yeah. And, um, and, but I guess Disney's been very particular about what's going to be added and whatnot, so. Yeah, well, Disney's streaming you know. the Exorcist series. I know, you know, never know. <laughs> I'm a mess. What well, mess. maybe it'll come back when uh, David Gordon Green's The Exorcist comes out, which, you know. Three movies to go. Hey, look, we're putting it on the table. It, it might be better than William Freakin's. Sure. I say that with a tongue-in-cheek and a tongue that's drilling right through my fucking cheek. You guys, you know it's been nicer lately, and in Wisconsin, you never quite know when winter is going to be in, but it's been nice for like four days in a row, and I'm like, if sunnier days are coming, it's time to fuel up, and so I'm going back to my factor meals that no prep, no mess. I want to hit my weight goals before it's time to hit that beach. You've got options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, Factor has these fresh, never frozen meals, dietitian approved guys. And here's the big thing for me, keeping out of the kitchen as much as possible, two minutes and these meals are ready. So it doesn't matter how busy you are, you've always got time. So treat yourself. They have 35 different meals to pick from, 60 add-ons to choose every week. You're always going to have new stuff to try. Have it whenever you want. It's effortless, guys. So if you'd like to try it yourself, head to factormeals.com slash badmovies50 and use code badmovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50% off of your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, as I mentioned before, we're going to talk about 10 shows that we think should follow this list. But since we kind of just rattle off like 20 of them, I'm going to add a caveat to our choices. Think of it this like a lifeline in uh, one of my favorite shows a long time ago when I was a kid was uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with the late Regis Philbin. Uh, great voice that Regis had. So here's the deal. We each have three. We're going to do round robin it. But let's just say that we cross toe, you know, we step on each other's toes and you're kind of like, oh God, what am I going to do? Get the reboot pick. And you mm. could hit a reboot pick as like your lifeline here. And it could be any of the shows that we just mentioned, but you got to you kind of add a little more flavor to it, a little more beef, mm. go a little, get a little deeper, you know, put some blood on it <laughs> or in it and uh, explain why you think your version would work. So keep that in mind okay. as we go forward. 
And I figured we'll round robin this by age, you know, the, the, the eldest to the youngest. So Justin, Mac, and myself, does that work? Hey, I'd love to go first. All right. Well, when we go through these, like you said, Justin, I think you recommend that we, we kind of name what network it would be on. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. suggested we not do network and then also would say, would this just be a, a series, like an ongoing series with multiple seasons or would it be a limited series? Okay. I think that I like was, that. Uh, so we kind of narrowed it down that way and then, and okay. then pitch it kind of, kind of pitch yeah. it and say why it would work. Okay, cool. Well, go first. You're up. All right. Call me Stephen Justin Cannell because uh, he was the producer that I was thinking of earlier, by the way. The guy that threw the uh, paper and the typewriter at the end of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Of shows. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> you know what's strong, Mike and Mac, these days is intellectual property. And you know what's really strong is recent intellectual property. Now, when you're somebody who has created these dense uh, worlds, such as the uh, creator I'm thinking of right now, and who I'll be mentioning in just a moment, when you open up these worlds and when you literally create an entire world in addition to our world, there are limitless possibilities. Uh, and I'm not talking about limitless movie that also became Bradley a TV Cooper. series. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I'm not mentioning that. <laughs> I mean, there are limitless possibilities. And this current uh, writer, recently writer, director, his most recent project didn't do very well this past summer, this past spring. And I think it's time to, to pivot back to a medium that did him quite well a couple years ago for FX, and that was a show called Devs. And I am talking about writer-director Alex Garland. Hmm. Time to come back and to come back to the world that we saw in Annihilation. Oh, Interesting. Uh, I think that this could be not just a limited series. I think you could really stretch this out, have it be a, a full-blown series on Paramount+. Plus. They've got a lot of money right now. They've been doling out for all those Star Trek shows and, of course, the recent science fiction classic, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Uh, good movie, by the way. I had a lot of fun with that movie. I, I need watch to watch it. that still. It's I'm a done. lot of fun. It's okay. a lot of fun. Okay. And I think that, uh, you know, it's because obviously the, the plot of the movie Annihilation is there are these four scientists who go in to see what's going on because I, it, look, it's been a while since I saw the movie, but there's like another, basically another unit or, or another universe has opened up. That's mutating plants and, and wildlife together. And it's, it's really a fascinating movie to look at, especially based on mm-hmm. a, a famous book, but Jeff Vandermeer, I believe Alex Strong did his own thing with it, which means that I think you could also just do your own thing with this adaptation. You could make it, even if Alex Garland wasn't to be involved, I just think that there's so much you can do if you just have a group of people go into this world and discover that much more because oh, it totally. really is like the entire world to discover. You can just you can go beyond land. You can go into more of like the, the wildlife and the water, the tropics, the desert. I think there's so much you could do if you just have people getting either trapped there or willingly move there. And that is something I would like to see. And that could be a, a, a stunning uh, show to look at at the very least because <laughs> that's the thing about devs devs for me kind of petered out show looked incredible because Alex Garland does have an incredible visual eye which is ironic because he started off as a very successful writer and now I prefer his visuals but anyway that's my first pitch is Annihilation recent IP throw it on Paramount Plus have it go on until people don't want to watch it anymore there you go love it I love it all right well Annihilation is off the table uh, Mac your pick. Well, I I know this is so. This is funny because this did get a cartoon 
sequel. Mm. But I think, and it's been all the rage lately, and I, I do want to see it, but I think it needs to be handled correctly and not be a movie, but I think it would be fun to see Beetlejuice <sighs> yes. come back mm. as an HBO limited series. This would truly be a short five-episode miniseries. And I, I would have, let's say, Lydia lives with her new husband, two children, in the house she grew up in. Alec and Gina, right, they've moved on into the light or whatever. They raised her. They no longer need to watch over her, so she's not there. But if you want to bring them back in a funny Good. way, you have them narrate it. Like like Ooh. they're watching over her, kind of like the angels and oh, like wonderful yeah. life or something. Because then they can still rib each other and say things or whatever. And then somehow the kids resurrect Beetlejuice, uh, you know, somehow. I, I don't know how. But then they got to obviously get get him back into the bottle. And maybe one of her kids are, maybe one of her kids is having a wedding at the house. And that's why they go back there or something. And then in honor of her mother, you know, she's moved all of her, her mother's art into this garden on the property. So all the weird Tim Burton-esque art is still there. And that's where Beetlejuice is now living just off the property where they had buried him or buried whatever, you know what I mean? So, and so they still have like the plans of the city and that, but now there's like a garden off to the side and he, he lives there still, whatever in the attic. But I don't know. I, I think that there's so much you can do with it. I think Michael Keaton's still at the prime of his, you know, I think he's still really got it. I think he could easily revisit the character. Clearly, we see, you know, Winona Ryder every day in our homes and Stranger Things. Yeah. So it's not like they're irrelevant people. They're both doing a lot of big things right now. And unfortunately, we will probably never see Keaton's yeah. return. We're more likely Batman, to see this before we are the new Flash. Movie. I know, I know. So you, I just think that would be really fun to see, you know. And then honestly, I'd bring be, in like, I would also be okay with Tim Burton coming back to do a TV series because we, we've never really seen him do that. So I think well, that would kind of Mac. He's got Wednesdays. I know the Adams Family show coming out. I know. So I'm, I, mean, I am honestly interested in that. And then obviously with Jenna Ortega in there, like that's that's great. So I feel like that has a lot of promise. But um, maybe you should, maybe know, you could bring him or Jenna Ortega and you know Baby Lydia or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said that you want Tim Burton back, but would you want Jeffrey Jones back as well? Um, uh, Jeffrey Jones and Alec Baldwin might not be involved in this newest iteration. There, there are no, yeah, they're nowhere. They're they're not attached. No, they're six feet under. Okay, we need we need some new blood in this. Uh, I like this idea a lot. Uh, both of these ideas are just fantastic, and I think that they. I like this idea better than having another movie because the original screenplay. Uh, for Beetlejuice 2 um, was like was going Beetlejuice, Hawaiian. Ghost or something. of Hawaii or something. Yeah, Ghost Hawaiian. which is like, you know, something they do with the cartoon a little bit. Um, but I think it works for a cartoon. I, ju- I just don't know how you'd pull it off as a sequel. But yeah, limited series. That'd be cool. And especially on HBO Max. I, I mean, they'd be championing at the bit for this, I feel like. Um, so, I like this too. Well, click over to Showtime because I got a new show. Mm. Um, you haven't, you haven't seen good in a while. shows go to die <laughs> well we'll see uh because we're bringing back a franchise that certainly died um quite a long time ago uh i believe in 2002 20 years ago actually wishmaster oh, oh yeah we've been yeah. this is so good we've been talking <laughs> yeah, about this. i can't this wait good. to piggyback on this because I, I i've got a you had one also on this I, yeah i also had wishmaster well, they <laughs> made on four this. movies in they five years four. yeah it's pretty wow. wild what a run uh, yeah okay, i say your idea. i say well i don't really have too much of an idea other than the fact that it could be like a 
you know, you could, you could pop around to different ones. It's like, it could almost be like an anthological series where you could just yeah. have like, you know, he just pops up for one wish for each person and they kind of have to deal with it. But that, it's got to be Div off. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, got to yeah, come yeah. back. He's the gin. He's always been the gin. And maybe even bring back Robert Kurtzman. I mean, he's still, you know, he's still killing it right now. Although he's probably too busy actually making money in, in the special effects department. But I want it to be practical effects. I want it to be, but also kind of have those cheesy digital effects that were from the 90s. Like I'm thinking when like, you know, Kane Hodder is put into the glass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the glass goes everywhere. But I think this would be a great opportunity, kind of like uh, Shudder's Creepshow, where you could bring in some of the, the newer and older horror icons. You know, bring bring in mm-hmm. Ashley Lawrence, bring in like Barbara Crampton, bring in, you know, bring back Robert England for Christ's sake, even though he was in the original movie. Like, I mean, it could just be, you know, new and old uh, horror icons that just come in and have some fun, you know, get to spar with uh, Divoff. And there's just so much you could do with it. I mean, like, think of it. You can go back in time. You can go forward in time. You could have something that's set in this, you know, the, the 70s. It could be you could have a direct sequel that picks up and sees where Tammy Lauren's been and you know whatnot from the, the start from the original people movie. Been, people have been dying to see what happens. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but no, Mike, I like this because because obviously, as as all you Wishmaster heads know out there, he narrates a lot of these movies. You know, mm-hmm. so imagine like narrating every one of these, being like, the year was nineteen thirty two. The year was nineteen thirty two. You know that yeah. type of thing. So and then, last. yeah, I'm I'm all on right. board with this too. To piggyback on that. I think the, I think you're right, doesn't he? he? Does narrate, but I think he could also host in human form a reality <laughs> show called oh. Jen's Paradise, and it's a reality show where you do what what Mike was saying. You have all these horror icons and people involved, and they're either doing behind the scenes, or so it shows them filming it, but it's also the show itself, and of course. You know, as people people just are wishing and hoping that they are the one to get the rose at the end or whatever, and Jen's happy to to grant those wishes. So over the course of the the limited series, you see the, the things just spiral out of control. Of course. So do, so do people have like does every contestant have like three wishes, as in like three other? Is that how it will right, work? Right, right. Like 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 you don't realize it, but yeah, they're all, they're all in Jen's world. And like every, every guest has be like, wishes. Uh, let me do my, let me do my, let me do my div off Jen impersonation. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. God. Alexandra. Oh, wow. Three wishes. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three wishes. Oh man. So maybe that you is... get three, three chances to bring, to keep someone on instead of eliminating them, but you're also giving them a wish. And then yeah. that's where it gets a little hectic. Killed your friend, Will Wheaton. I just um, killed your friend, Alexandra. <laughs> it could be, they could even, you I know. I love him in those movies, guys. I love so him in good. that. I love him in Toy Soldiers. I love him in everything. So, uh, he's yeah. A, he's, a, he's a gold mine. Love, love Divoff. Well, Let's hear what else you love in your next pick, Justin. Actually, let's go. Mac can go now. Oh, go. You want to go reverse? Okay. Okay, So now Mac, then you, then me, and I'll go again. Okay, there we go. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I got to do my Wishmaster, so I'm not going to do a a reboot. No, Mac, Mike, you go this time. Oh, I go this time. Okay. No, you go this time. We'll go in reverse now. Then Mac, you go. Then I'll go. Then I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Because I. Yeah. Well, we all know that Annabelle came home. Oh boy. Well, let's talk about The Conjuring finding a real home because I'm thinking that third movie, it's done. They'll probably make a Conjuring 4, but I think with a better use of the IP, 
which kind of tear a page from uh, My Boys the Winchesters, which is coming back as a prequel, an unnecessary prequel in, in some respects because they seemingly did the entire story of uh, the Papa and, and Mama Winchester in the actual Supernatural show. But Wait, are you suggesting there's an unnecessary prequel that's being made about well, something? Well, you know, this is the era that we live in, so I'm still excited because we get to go back in the world of Supernatural, but I'm saying... Why don't you just follow a model and do that with, uh, you know, the Conjuring? Follow the the you know the Warrens, and they could be. Uh, oh, you could do some testable people. Well, yes. you know, Sounds. we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna gloss over all the real history on there, including you know <laughs> loosely um, based on. Yeah, you know, because I think those that would be that would not be the you know for the CW. I would say so. We're not going to get into the illegitimate illegitimate child and stuff like that. But instead, we'll bring some hot new leads. Vera and Patrick can narrate it. We're going to bring some narration here, mm. too. And they could switch off, like, maybe one episode. It'll be like this in, in the X-Files, you know, in, like, uh, Mulder and Scully, the X, you know, sometimes they narrate things. Sometimes Skinner even did stuff. Vera and Patrick come in. They can narrate it. It's still part of this world. Hashtag Little Mermaid. And go nuts. <laughs> you can make up whatever you want. I mean, it's you got the whole, what is it, 50s and 60s that they'd be, they'd be through, yeah. and, you know? So it'd be fun, you know? And also, it's like you're saying with the Annihilation, it's a recent IP. It's still mm-hmm. a blockbuster IP, and I believe isn't the CW part of Warner Brothers? It's it's part of it, right? It's like an adjacent to it, I think. It is, so, but you know, so it's so confusing now, right? Because obviously Warner Brothers is also part of HBO, um, but yeah, the CW that makes sense, right? It has to be, yeah, yeah, Warner, yeah. So there you go, there you go. So that's my choice. I, I'm, I'm actually shocked they haven't done this. Yet I know. Because there's been too. so many movies. I feel like why not just go into the world of streaming at this point? So yeah. I think that would absolutely work. And mm. I would not be surprised if that happens. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It probably is going to be like an HBO Max show. Because, I mean, Conjuring 3 was on HBO Max. So who knows? But, oh, so, well, you know what we didn't think about? So my show would still be called Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Mac, I'm assuming yours, which is, what would it be called? Beetlejuice? Would it still just be called Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice in Hawaii. <laughs> so this is going to take place in Hawaii. It's after a wedding all. in Hawaii. It's like the oh, very wedding. Beetlejuice cool. wedding in Hawaii. But so uh, like, but, but, no, no, it'd probably just be called, you know, Beetlejuice Homecoming or something. Just like that. Your your Wishmaster. Well, it would just be called Wishmaster. Oh, the right? Warrens. Or no, Wishmaster would just be the the show. Yeah. 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 And, and then the would it be called the Warrens? Yeah, it'd the be the Warrens or the Conjuring. I think it would just be. It could be the Conjuring or the Warrens. I think would be those. Yeah, it, it would work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. And then, and then I did have the Wishmaster as Jen's Paradise. Yes. Jen's Paradise. Which is great. Would, be, would, the, would there be also be a J before Paradise, but the J would be silent as well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, the D, there'd no be a D sense. before. No, it would, there'd be a D before Paradise. It would be so. a D before Paradise, but then the D fades to away. Par- and it's, him, it's him actually leaning up against the P. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, no, it's the, it's, the, it's the gym that he, he desires, the, the, the pink the gym. gym. Oh, then you realize that the wait end. Wait, wait, hold on. After the post-credits of that series is over... <laughs> It zooms into the gym and it goes down the corridors and oh, it finds the Wishmaster himself, the gen, <laughs> and he's angry and he kind of says, get out of here, get out of here. Which is literally what happens at the end of the original Wishmaster. He gets upset that you're looking at him. He wants to be alone. It's very uh, funny. Wait, don't you uh, have <laughs> my old toy of the gin in your apartment? You no, I got it for him. No, no, right no, I bought it for him. I've got oh, it. Really? Yeah, it's missing an arm, I think. But I'll be right back. I, I okay. bought it for him. I found, I went to Quake Collectibles here in Chicago, and I found the Wishmaster toy. Really? Thought, okay, because well, I got to get this for Justin. Jesus, yeah, because I, I remember a long, long time ago they did like Movie Maniacs, like a, you know, an action figure line, and I guess I bought the whole box of them because for some reason I had 
the Jin figure. I mean, I like Wishmaster, <laughs> but I didn't have any reason to buy the figure. So it had to have been a whole box of them. But oh, do you still it's have just them? Fun. It's yeah. fun. You got to take a picture of this. Yeah. Ready? This is great. All right. Let's take a. Oh, there he is. <laughs> ah! <laughs> there he is. Oh, my God. Justin is now I holding the figure up to the screen. And uh, God, he really does look like Andrew Dewey. Looks, looks, he's not he's seen better days. Yeah, look at the, the quality on that. It's pretty good, huh? Alexandra, so. three uh, wishes. <laughs> I think you need to change your uh, profile photo to. I got to change the div off. Yeah, I do. It was Larry Drake. I, I, what love, if, I love him. Larry Drake could have been the the, the Wishmaster. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's multiple Wishmasters in the in the future entries. That so is true. Say. Well, that's what we'll find out in season two or season three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mac. Your pick, your next pick. All right. I feel like there's, and now I haven't seen this final film, but I don't think that there's a lot left to navigate, although I could be dead wrong because I still haven't seen it. <laughs> but I think that it would it lend itself, and after the success of Stranger Things, I think it would really lend itself to a television series on sci-fi. Wow. Phantasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I think the idea is so simple, and it's just, you know, maybe another doorway to that realm shows up. And in another town and, you know, either I would say I would steer away from a child finding it because I think that then it is way too kind of weirdly similar to Stranger Things, I think. And the phantasm itself. Yeah, but uh, oh yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, you could do that to harken back to the original or whatever, but like I just I think it is kind of too Stranger thing, Thingsy. But I just think it'd be really cool because then you could really spend time in that other weird realm and... Maybe you find out, I, I don't know. I, I, as I was trying to like plot it out, I was like, yeah, this sounds a lot like Stranger Things now because <laughs> if, if you really get to go into it, I was like, maybe the government has access to a doorway. And you know, I was like, well, it's very similar. But I uh, love that. I mean, I do think that'd be cool. And now I know, I know that with, you know, no anger scrim, that's tough. But I think, you know, this day and age, get Anthony I, Hopkins. Know, it's like, what can you do? So I think you I'll, do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be the tall man. You'll do it. Okay. Justin will be the tall man. All right. We've got I'll our tall it. man. We're good. We're all good here. Then. No problem. Or, you know, I honestly, I think, uh, Cronenberg to do it. He's acting. Oh man. He actually, actually that'd be, be a lot of fun. Really be fucking... fun. He'd be more like the medium height man, the medium man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could also get like Sean Bradley or something like that. He's looking, he's looking a little older. Well, uh, I got some bad news about Sean Bradley. What happened? I think he's paralyzed now. What? Yeah, he got a. I think a bad, bad accident a couple of years ago. Oh God, that's oh, awful. Yeah. Uh, well, I just remember him get, always um, being like the true tall man. But you can get uh, who else is still out there? That's uh, Cronenberg's good. That's a good. <laughs> that's, it's right on theme. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe we should cut out the fucking Sean. No, Bradley you didn't thing. know. You were making jokes. I had no he's, idea. He's a tall yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a tall Mormon. man. There we go. All right, Mac, well, I love that good. idea. Don Cascarelli would probably be in because I feel like it it has to go through him. I think that's one of the reasons why we haven't really seen it get merchandised too much or well, franchised too much. Do you know why he'd accept it? Because you tell him, hey, congratulations for the first time in the 40 plus years you've been doing this. We're going to give you actual money and a budget. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a simple premise. You know, I, 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 I mean, you can obviously complicate it, but I think you could do a lot with that. And but still have it feel like the, the, the series. I think I'd call it, you know, like Phantasm again. <laughs> Phantasm again. Phantasm again. All right. Phantasmer. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll workshop that title a little bit. I don't, I, the thing is that, or maybe you could do another, like another, like with the, you know. Another Phantasm? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know. Or Phantasm 2. 
uh, as a direct sequel to the first movie. What if you had Cronenberg in there as the teleman, but he's like wearing like the mask of Angus Grimm, kind of like the dog is wearing the face mask in uh, Inv- Invasion. No, no, no. Uh, at, the at, one point, oh, God. at one point he comes in and he just looks like David Cronenberg. He says, the tall man's my brother. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's just. <laughs> tall man's my brother. Boy. Tall man's my brother. Uh, uh Jesus. <laughs> just, just he doesn't speak scary at all. He just speaks like himself. Uh, oh, man. That was fun. Love him. That was fun. Love I love him. it. All right. It's your pick, Justo. You got two. Let me start this off. Let me talk about a TV show that was short lived in 2006. Let me read you the plot. The show called Daybreak, starring Tay Diggs. Here's the plot. Hmm. Detective Brett Hopper, not to be confused with Jim Hopper from, um, from Stranger Things Stranger 1 through 4. Detective Brett Hopper is having a particularly bad day, one where absolutely nothing will go his way. If that wasn't bad enough, it looks like Hopper is repeating the same day over and over again. On this day, he's been accused of murder, and no one believes his rock-solid alibi. He winds up on the run where he finds out that his loved ones are in danger too. The next morning, the trauma starts all over again. In order to break the cycle, Hopper needs to find out blah, 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 blah. Here's what you do. For Peacock, they've been hosting some more horror-adjacent things on there. They've got a lot of mm-hmm. horror series on there, especially in the yeah. Halloween season. Get Jason Blum on the phone. Happy Death Day. Oh, Let's do Happy Death Day, the TV series. I think you can make this work. Mm. You could make this thing last as long as you want. Because obviously yeah. in the movies, which I really do enjoy, you really have to zip through those days to, to add up all the days that she's experiencing. This is perfect. Yeah. Stretch it out. Yeah. A day or two an episode and just have wilder yeah. things happen. New people introduced, new ways of going about the day. I mean, I think that there's a really good uh, a pitch there that could happen. It's very simple. And obviously, much like Happy Death Day 2 does, you could start changing the rules. You could go into a different type of genre with it if you wanted to. They did it in the series, the movie series. I think that you could do this. You could even have like kind of like a sliders quantum leap thing where like you know the main character bumps into like Jessica Roth's character or something like that as like a crossover. And oh, that would like, be great! You know, something like be that. Kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, these shows work because you've got because you just had Russian Doll. Granted, mm-hmm. I yeah. kind of stopped after nobody really talked about the second season. I watched the first episode. No good. There was a bit of a, a it was a bit of a a twist on the first season. It's not the same time travel thing that I could that I could determine. It's hard to explain. Long story short, I don't need to complicate this any more than Happy Death Day needs to get complicated. I, I think that you could do this. I think, mm-hmm. it, I think people have tried in the past, like I mentioned, that Daybreak show, and let's see what happens. Peacock, yeah. you're on the clock. I mean, let's go. Love it. Get Jason on the phone. All right, let's get your third pick then. You mentioned a dog with a human face earlier, Mike, mm-hmm. and, you know, Invasion of Body Snatchers. We have had mm. a couple classic movies. We had an Abel Ferrara movie. From the mm-hmm. 90s, yeah. Body Snatchers. We had a less successful, apparently butchered and cut to death movie called The Invasion with Nicole Kidman and, and Daniel Craig. Let's make a limited series on HBO Are Max. you fucking kidding me? That was your choice? Yeah. I and randomly just... That is wild. But didn't yeah. they have... Didn't they do Invasion and it failed? It was only one season no, was there was a show Snatchers called. Esque? Yeah, no, but this is literally about, based on aliens. the Jack. Well, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. this is not. This is yeah, this yeah. is more based on the Jack. I think Jack Finney wrote the novel, right? More based on that, and also more based on the um, what what the characters more or less go through in those first couple movies specifically. Totally, I think you could do this. 
I yeah. think we've had enough movies, and I, like, we talked about this at the top of this episode. These types of movies are being better served on television. Mm-hmm. So I think that they've exhausted themselves in the limited 90 to 120-minute format. I think you can also stretch this out, not, not as a season-by-season season thing like my Annihilation and Happy Death Day pitches. This would be a limited, maybe eight-episode, yeah. hour-long season. It takes in, in reality, it does take a while for most conspiracies to become, you know, to, to start unraveling. But it also takes more sense. It makes more sense for this to be much more of a slow burn, which I also think worked in those movies' favors. Now, imagine it stretched out over eight hours. The challenge, obviously, would be to maintain the tension. But that final episode would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be that's my third pitch. Would be an invasion of the body snatchers limited TV series for HBO Max. I love it. I love it. That's really fucking cool. I mean. Yeah. It's got to be in development somewhere. It's just fucking evergreen IP. I know. You know, and it works. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it really does work for different eras. It's, it's, it's like one of those things you just got to have to pick up the mantle, one of these finds, and just do what you, you know. Okay. Mac, your last pick. My last pick? Yeah. We got, we got three. Um, oh, I had 10 ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. Well, yeah, I thought we were going around, around here. Well, it's going to be a four hour episode. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, then, let me, oh, man, I had some great ones. <laughs> well, we'll on, share. Like, we can do some other right down, real quick, down. but just give your immediate pitch here. Yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, then I'm going to go Puppet Master. Okay. As a, as a television series, you can air this thing on Shop Factory <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, as they're already putting on a bunch of full moon stuff. And I, I have Toulon's Traveling Circus of Puppets. Mm. This has gained popularity due to covid and the great need for folks to do <laughs> events outdoors and those who are more daring and unafraid of the covid virus are led to a smaller tent where the puppets seem to be alive the puppets then rid the world of anti-vaxxers and covid deniers now i'm just kidding oh, there's God. something along those lines but that that could be the reason why so many people go because they're trying to get out and about and it becomes yeah. like the, those circuses become more of a draw again but seriously with the success of chucky when you've been able to do bring back all those if you brought back all those classic puppets, right? That'd be great. And and maybe and I'm going out on a limb here. Maybe their master ringleader is Radu. Oh shit. And oh. he's using them to travel under the cover of darkness and lives like management in Carnival, you know, like in the in, in his trail. You never see him, but then there's a reveal as Radu. And his little minion, because Radu has little minions as well. And Mac, you're talking and about Radu from they could subspecies. join the ranks of the puppet master. Right, so the other full moon features. You're from doing a whole subspecies. full moon universe from then. subspecies. Yes, okay. I just expect the Radu heads out there. I don't know what I'm talking about, but yes, Radu from from subspecies. So it's kind of a a crossover and using those full moon properties and going to television where well, I, feel I like remember they've had most of their for a while. Full moon features had its own streaming site, and I wonder if mm-hmm. they still do. And if so, because they've got apparently they had all their movies on there. Maybe they still do. Why don't you throw on a, a, a new TV series to get some more eyes on that streaming service, Charles Band? Yeah. Uh, mm. I think uh, Full it's, Moon it's Rising. Taking. Full Moon like, Rising. You know, it could be like the whole, uh, you know, the whole, the whole universe. Just throw them yeah. in there. You never Not know what you're going to get. with New Moon Rising, New Moon Rising. awful sequel. That, that. that is true. Uh, or Bad Moon Rising, which is a great song. I like that idea, Mac. I'm glad to see the puppets I'm always back. here for more Full Moon stuff. Yeah. And you know I'm always here for more Radu, if you can get Radu in there somewhere. Ooh, maybe, you know, you mentioned Carnival. Maybe, like, Nick Stahl can come in. That'd be cool. I'd like to see him you back play on Radu. the big screen. Yeah, no, that's a cool. lie. There's only one Radu in this world. The there's nobody else. Are... 
puppets. <laughs> These puppets, my, they, they gotta go. My fledglings, um, my fledglings. I well, like how we can only do imitations of these like B-list villains, <laughs> like Wishmaster Jin and yeah. my boy Redu from Subspecies. Hey, love them, love them, love them we, both. We can't, we can't touch Robert England because uh, you know he's the, the the king, so we can't yes. really do impersonations of him. I mentioned Nick Stahl, and I actually think he would be great. For my third pick. Mm. I don't. I think he'd fit somewhere in this world. I was thinking about it though, over the weekend, and I kind of would want an FX limited series of Jaws directed by David Lowry. I think that it could be an interesting limited series run. It could be an an actual adaptation of the Peter Benchley novel. Mm. You know, maybe pull, obviously you're going to see some allusions to Spielberg's world that he created, but I think you can kind of go into the source material a little bit more, you know, up the stakes dramatically with what goes on between Hooper and Brody and his wife. <laughs> um, I just think there's a lot there that you can kind of sit down and explore a little bit. You know, maybe it could be like a, a summer show. And if it works, then maybe you go with and you do it again with Fargo or something like that. And it's set during a different time. And, you know, and it's not even in Amity. It's in a different area or something like that. You know, I just think there's something to do with that. That's a cool way to do the Jaws brand without actually doing a movie, just because I think anyone who does a movie nowadays would just fuck it up. But if you did a limited series, it's at least a different medium yeah. for a storied well i think that's what all uh, these know, are right or, or everything we've pitched is more like yeah we can now do this because it's tv or we yeah. can add on and I, i'm far less precious of people like you said like switching mediums yeah. i would be much more like what are you doing trying to make another 90 minute movie remake of jaws because you're gonna fail yeah. but yeah if you because if you had this series you could even have like a bottle episode on the indianapolis yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which would be fucking. If you awesome. wanted to incorporate some of the mafia elements from the book, oh god, feel free to go ahead. Is it in the you original get, one? Get, yeah, I'm pretty mo- sure there's a mafia element in the original book. Okay. Which is later incorporated, kind of, into the second movie, but not all the way. Then you could have the the infamous Hooper Ellen affair. You know, you yep. could have it more charged. I mean, yeah, I think that, that I wouldn't be. I'd be very curious, and you know, I love David Lowry. I know. And so I just yeah. see his cinematography and the way that FX does their interstitials where it could be like, you know, oh, FX, you know, it has like the rating and you just see like the sand dunes and stuff like that with the sunset behind it. Just, I could see it happening and I could, oh. I just yeah. do it, do it. I, although I, it's a universal property, so it would probably have to be on Peacock. But anyway, I just see it being on FX because uh, FX has just been killing it with their, with their shows. And they have I, been, that's the thing. You know, so I mean, they, they keep figuring it out. I don't know what's going on, but they're doing a good job over there. Well, we, yeah, we had series ready to go to. We yeah. had ten on the on the map here, so we got we got to come with the tenth one. Mac, you said you had a bunch that you had extras on here. But was the tenth one? Uh, that was going to be the idea del- for collectively. Reboot? Well, we could do that. Is that, but what that was? It, it was for us to decide. The tenth. Oh, one that's right. Be nobody nobody had the same one. That's why. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Okay. Hmm. So let's throw out some ideas for the tenth one. Maybe we could see which one we agree with or, or vote on. Mac, you said you had a bunch more. So do you want to rapidly round robin this? Like, just say I, what it is. Like, I don't have like long explanation. I mean, I have long explanations, but they're just silly. I can just give you the brief for each one really quick. Like okay. a bullet point, a bullet point, one bullet point yeah. with each one. All right, go yeah. ahead. Uh, well, okay, wait. Uh, so that means, Mike, you go. You go okay. first. Well, I just had one that was like a back pocket that is not even really mine per se. It's uh, from our interview with John Carpenter a few years ago. He had said that he had talked to Shudder about doing a Prince of Darkness 
series, and that's something that's mm, been percolating yeah. in my mind for years. I think it would be perfect. I think it's ripe for a series. And uh, I think at one point I even texted Justin being like, let's start, let, maybe we should write the series <laughs> and pitch oh, it yeah. to him. But I, I just would love it to happen. So that, that would be what right. I would want out. That's cool. That's cool. Mac. Mac. I would do The Fly. It was a three season on Showtime because only Showtime shows last three seasons. Uh, and just have it be, you know, just, I just think with body horror and everything you could do with that and just make it, you know, I had a really funny joke episode thing, but I'll, I'll, I'll drop that on socials or something. All right. Um, the premise of, the, <laughs> of that movie. All right. Then I get flies. I got, uh, the Changeling. Oh. Let's mm. put that on Netflix. Guess who's doing it, though? Mike Flanagan's closing out his haunting Netflix trilogy. It's called The Haunting of Roger's Mansion. Yeah. And there you go. That's my pitch for The Changeling. The I third like haunting series. I like all uh, of these. Oh, that's so I'm up again. Cycle of the Werewolf, which was made into a movie called Silver Bullet, Stephen King property. Uh, you have this unlimited TV series for Apple TV. Every episode covers... Every month mm-hmm. from the book, thirty-minute episodes. That'd be great. There you go. Yeah, smart, smart. Uh, Mac, you're up again. Nightbreed sci-fi series continue the adventures of Boone and uh, really go into Midian and everything. You know, Mac, I almost put that on there, but I do think that literally is close to happening. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, I've, I look. I keep that hearing up, that, though. and I, I keep, keep hearing, hearing that. about it. But until they do it, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> there you go. We'll keep that. I think that will work best as a TV series, even better than it did as a movie. Yeah. yeah. I got nothing. I mean, I, I oh. honestly, I'm like, I'm, I'm out at this point. I mean, the only thing I could think of is if you ended up doing like a needful things, uh, I had that series, oh. a series. Oh, Cause did. I just think I that did. would work really well. well. I mean, if you make it as funny as King intended, yeah, you know, and that could be a series. I don't think that has to be, Oh no, it would be a limited series, but I think it would work because of that great ensemble in the book. Mm-hmm. You can make it a series you and could. I think it would work better than it did as a movie. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mac, you want to just go back and forth real quick? I've got a couple more, too. Yeah, I've got a bunch. Nosferatu. Mm. Limited series, uh, Paramount Plus, maybe eight episodes, chronicling a vampire, the, the, the vampire's last days at the end of time. So end of the, time. He's, he's the only remaining being left in space, traveling towards the edge of space and time itself. And you could have flashback episodes exploring some of the different lives he's led over the, like, vastness of the world Jesus. and now he's he's literally the only being left in existence very philosophical that is a stretch but i feel like it would be cool i I always wanted to see like a vampire that's la- outlived mm-hmm. everything okay. and everybody yeah i can see that here's a little bit of a spinoff continuation my favorite part being the horror hound i am uh, my favorite part of Lords of Salem are actually the three witches that are in that movie. The, mm. the, the Doyle sisters, played by Judy Geeson, D. Wallace Stone, and Patricia Quinn. Golden Girls meets the craft. Oh, man. I, I, I think you could do some fun stuff with that. Really, and and they, <laughs> have, they have the darker comedy parts of that movie as well. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that would be a blast to have a 30-minute sh- show on Peacock, which I feel like a lot of Rob Zombie movies have been ending up on Peacock. And the Munsters, obviously... Is going to be on Peacock, I believe. So let's keep the Peacock relationship going there with with Bobby Zombie. There you go. There's my next pitch. Cool. I'm going to say The Howling. Mm. It's an FX series, and you could have some crossover situations with Sons of Anarchy and the Mayans and Justified. You could have them all in the same world. 
Uh, but I like that idea of just like these, this commune, like traveling across the country and someone's chasing them. I think you could do so much with that and just leaving werewolves in their wake. And there was a, um, what was that show? Werewolf. Remember that show like in, on USA in the late eighties, that show werewolf. I do not. I, uh, I'm, I'm, not, the hell out of I'm, I'm not the wolf man here. So well, there you, you go. Know. Yeah. You know, I, I will, I'm going to use a lifeline. I'm going to take the, the, the reboot and, uh, I know it just happened, but. I want a real version of the stand, like like the Walking know, Dead style. Get it right. I want five seasons dedicated. You know, th- you know, let these three books in that book breathe a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. maybe add in some stuff, kind of explore. It's just so much stuff that you can do. I mean, you've, we've definitely seen series that go much longer with even shorter books, and there is that that book is just ripe for a full fledged series. I mean, I'm being modest. By saying five seasons, you could literally do like 10 seasons of that show probably if you really wanted to stretch it out and find new stories within. But I think a five-season run, even a three-season run would would work really well. Mm-hmm. Give it to AMC. AMC. I mean, as much as you you know, want to you know, rail on Walking Dead sometimes, those first few, few seasons were fucking solid, and they do a really good job with the post-apocalyptic stuff. Make it happen. So I'd like to see that happen. You know, not obviously not anytime soon because the CBS version is right in our heads still. But well, you know, yeah. I've been waiting for that. I think there's still a way into that to that book, and uh, hopefully that would that would happen too. I like that. Yeah. I like that one. Any others? It's kind of weird that we didn't mention any of the big heavies like Halloween, which or Friday Thirteenth or I, Nightmare on Elm Street. I had Nightmare on Elm Street, but I got I had a I talked about this already in the episode that we did. I, I, I left it off because I thought we, I thought that was already something I forgot about Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, even though mm-hmm. it would be more of a con, actual continuation. Well, What's your reboot? That's your reboot pick. So you would reboot mm-hmm. that. I would it's, reboot it. Rejigger it. Well, it would be like I said. It would be like, you know, you have kids in Elm Street around a campfire telling different stories about Freddy because it's the anniversary of the murders. Mm-hmm. Each of their kids because they don't know Freddy. Each of this, their stories, Freddy can you can play fast and loose with the lore, and it could be different versions of Freddy. That way, you can get around using Robert England. Except at the end, Robert England comes back for the final kid's story, and you realize that it's all been a dream. Oh, that's nice. That kid's dream, mm. and you have Robert England in in whatever capacity he wants to do it. And then maybe you realize it's Jason Blum, and <laughs> simply he he realizes he's dreaming and then it's it's grown up blum and then he gets killed and then you have freddie say something like blumhouse sucks but it would be a blumhouse property and that's why like it's a tongue-in-cheek you know uh so if you get the if he gets the rights uh i, I think that would be a really fun way to do it breathe some new life into it but also still pay respect to freddie and be like there's only one yeah Right, you know what I mean. I like that. That'd be a cool, yeah, interesting way to do it. And you could get different directors to do each kid's story, very um, meta, you know, yeah. and and have different visions from directors that you've always wanted to see but would never have gotten. I another one I was going to pitch, but I, I discovered earlier today is is apparently in development with the same pitch I had, and it would be Ginger Snaps the TV series with the original director and, and writer John Fawcett and Karen Walton, who went out to do Orphan Black on TV. They say, hey, why not? Why don't they just bring that to TV? And apparently, they are literally trying to do that as of a oh, year ago. So, you know, some of these pitches, I'm sure, have been actually thrown around in some form, and maybe not necessarily exactly what we're saying. Like, I'm not sure if there's been that specific, um, you know, like Radu's circus with <laughs> probably <laughs> puppets, not with Come two yeah, puppets. Would, I wish. Who but, wouldn't watch that? But oh, but some of these ones, I'm sure, have been basic down or even just used, just like literally just used the title for IP. Right? That's what I keep hearing about when yeah. with, with certain writers I know who have to pitch stuff. 
Well, I think that there's well, so I, many things I, out there. You know, what's funny is I feel like there's going to be some horror series that we haven't even thought of that's going to come out and be like, oh, that's going to be a series? Yeah. I, you know, these things are always in development. It's going to happen over and over again. Zoinks. To quote our uh, favorite TV pooch, uh, Scoobs. I don't know about you, but I've, I've kind of had enough of uh, television, so why don't we tune out, unplug, and share what's next. Justin, what can our deadites expect to find this month with the Halloweenies? Well, my God, we just released a very fun Jaws 2 commentary that we did, and including a call-in from the uh, performer who plays the shark in Jaws 2. It was very <laughs> unexpected to hear from him, but he's, he was doing terrific, and he was a great guest for about five minutes on that commentary we did. Uh, later this month, we also have, once we, Mike, you mentioned it, uh, Mike Vanderbilt, my brother Mac, who's on this episode, obviously, myself, we're going through all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's been a fun rewatch for me personally. I haven't watched it since it initially aired, and that'll be coming up. And I'm not going to be on this episode, but we're going back to our Patreon for a very special episode on the really fun. You know, this movie was underrated for a long time, but I feel like it's finally starting to get its due. It and is. that is yeah. uh, Gary Sherman's Dead and Buried. Two entries that are going to be a little beach, uh, beach fun, you know, yeah, beach, right. beach privilege. If, uh, as you said in uh, a recent beach, episode, beach episode, yeah, it's good to know that we're going to be reuniting with Ash, though, because I think everyone's been waiting for that. You know, after Drag Me to Hell, and a nice little uh, respite. But we got a lot of Ash to go. Should we mention uh, the fact, or should we? I guess we should. Apparently, there was a screening of the new Evil Dead movie that just yeah, happened. Yeah, I guess there is. But we, I, I guess <laughs> or tomorrow, we'll, I guess, it's going to happen. We'll save that, that, that news for yeah, the Astros. We'll save that for the episode. Yeah, we'll save that. We'll but uh, in the meantime, get streaming or get you know busy streaming all three seasons of Astros Evil Dead, which I believe are still on Netflix. They are. That way, you can join us. Join, join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>